Hey everyone, Tom Tool here. We partnered with Boomtown in 2016 after using garbage CRMs that didn't scale. Since then, our team went from selling just under 100 homes a year and are now pacing over 700 home sales this year. There is no way to build your business in a sustainable and repeatable way without a CRM like Boomtown. To check out Boomtown and see how you can score $750 in free digital advertising, visit boomtownroi.com slash 5am call. That's boomtownroi.com slash 5am call. Good morning, East Coast 5am. This is Pat Kenny calling in from sunny South Florida for this week's edition of Saturday. Today is Saturday, August the 20th. I do hope everyone to have an awesome, awesome week. And we're still able to tune into some of the great calls from our good friends Sarah, Tom, and Luke. If you did miss any of those calls, please, as I do every week, I urge you and encourage you to check out the SoundCloud and or the podcast and make sure you give those a listen or a share while you're there. And while you're doing things on the World Wide Web, if you could pop over to Instagram, make sure you are following the Instagram account, 5am call underscore, uh, and also sharing some of those things. Should you find something in there that you think would be a benefit to someone else? So I had a weird week. Uh, it's been a lot of weird weeks over the last couple of years, but uh, I had a weird week where um, I got fired. I got fired, which is a, an interesting week, not you know, from employment as a whole, but by a client. And you know, I can say uh, very strongly that it doesn't happen very often. Uh, thank God it doesn't happen very often. But <clears throat> excuse me, there are times when despite all appearances and anything else that you could think of logically, uh, and I'm sure it happens to everybody else, at least that's what I keep telling myself, uh, people are, just aren't a good fit or we're not a good fit for clients, right? It's not necessarily always that the client is, is, uh, is, uh, is at fault here, right? I'll certainly take some of the blame where maybe something just didn't work. And uh, it was very strange because it's someone that I met over the summer of last year in the midst of, uh, of 2021, uh, sometime around June, I think is actually the first time we ever spoke. And we spoke a lot, right? And this gentleman fits kind of our, you know, mold for our typical clients, right? Age-wise, asset level, personality-wise, you know, level of contact, all those kinds, right? You check all the boxes, right? I'm sure everybody has kind of an onboarding type checklist or, or an ideal client profile, right? I'd like someone who's this and this and, and meets those things. And this gentleman fit. He was there. And, and, you know, we spoke a lot. We had a lot of really good conversations. And uh, we, you know, did a lot of strategy work together. And he came on board, right? Now, you know, in my world, obviously working in the, in the world of finance and investment management, you know, once someone's on board, right, there's still lots of work to do. And we were doing all of that work, and we'd been you know, speaking and all those kind of things. And then suddenly, uh, on the, the morning of July 12th of this year, right, so fast forward a year later, uh, I get a notification from our back office that his assets have been transferred away. And that was really weird, uh, certainly surprising. It's, it's almost like uh, you're driving down the road after someone that you had uh, a great appointment with to, to hopefully bring them on board and, and list their home, and all of a sudden there's another agent sign out front. Kind of unexpected. And it, and it irked me. It really it, it didn't irk me. It pissed me off. And I was like, I don't understand what the hell happened. And I kind of let it go for a little bit, and you know, I, didn't, I certainly didn't take it personally, but I just didn't understand. So... What we've tried to do in the past for quite some time, and, and it never really took off well, but I was, I was willing to give it another shot, is everybody 
myself certainly included, loves praise. And we love input. But not really when it's critical so much, right? It's much less comfortable, much more interesting when you say, yeah, no, no, I appreciate uh, you telling me that I was good, but where can I be better? Right? Where can I have done better, and in my case, to have preserved this client, to preserve this relationship, and understand what happened? So I called him. Called him, which was super uncomfortable, and I said, hey, uh, former Mr. Client, I hope you have a minute, and I'm not bothering you. Where could I have been better? And he proceeded to share with me his three problems that he had with our practice and with, not with me personally, but our approach. And I understood. Not a single one of them was personal. To be totally fair, after having a conversation with him, it wouldn't have worked out and it was better that it happened when it did as opposed to, I guess, holding on even longer. But we looked at it and I said, wow. Hmm. And then I started to think about anybody else that I've had in the past that maybe necessarily hasn't fired me or maybe I have just not the greatest relationship with, or even people that I have amazing relationships with. And I started to ask myself the question, where can I be better? Uh, I know Byron's a huge advocate of be better every day. Right? That's a, a mantra that he and his, his team live by. Uh, and I've thought about that for a long time. But I've never asked someone else, where can I be better? And so I started to almost, I craved it. I had this, this and I'm still on this, this wave of, I just want to know. And so I've started to call people that I have good relationships with, that I have great, long-standing, long-term clients of mine. And I said, hey, where can I do better? And especially some of those people, it's a little more awkward because they kind of go, hmm, and, uh, um, and you get a little bit of waffling back and forth. But I sat there the week following the conversation with this former client of mine, and I wrote out a list of things that in my mind I do really well. And I've kept that list while asking others for input. And i got to tell you, there are some things that I thought I did really well that with a handful of clients, I don't. And that sucked. <laughs> really wasn't fun to hear that. But I started to go through that and audit not just myself, but obviously the way that I interact with those clients, uh, the conversations that we have, the way that we run the business. Right? We're starting to scale out a little, so I'm starting to look at some of those kind of things. But the idea of asking someone, good, bad, or otherwise, for that constructive input and taking it on the chin sometimes, because a couple of those conversations were not very fun, is an absolutely eye-opening experience, and I can't possibly urge you enough via five minutes. But if I can certainly, if I can certainly try please go out and do that. Do it with a loved one. Do it with a business partner. Do it with a not stranger because they wouldn't know anything about you, but do it with someone that you don't have a, a personal relationship or affectations with necessarily. Someone whose opinion you will respect because if you need to hear something like this or you do hear something like this, you can just blow it off and go, ah, I don't care what he thinks or well, I don't care what she thinks. But go out today and ask, maybe not today, but go out and ask, both yourself and people whose opinions you value who are in a position to share that information with you in a way that you'll receive it, what can I do better? Have an absolutely awesome rest of your Saturday. Have a wonderful rest of your weekend. We'll see you back here Monday morning, live at 5.